Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Welcome to another episode of Tis the Podcast, the podcast that's determined to keep the Christmas spirit alive 365 days per year. I'm Anthony. I'm Julia. And I'm Tom. How was your Leon day, guys? It was hot. <laughs> hopeful. 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 That's, that's a nice good. one. I was very that's hopeful nice. that summer will go by quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh so, boy! So Christmas had a ha- the Christmas subreddit had a happy half Christmas post. So I put Happy Leon Day in there, and somebody who's never interacted on the Tis of Podcast subreddit before commented, "Had I not listened to your last episode, I'd have no idea what that was about." So we have a bunch of silent listeners. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that's good because that was like a nice little uh, plug in a subreddit where the moderator has never let us advertise before. <laughs> but yeah, so that's cool. So welcome aboard Outrush Outdoors. Since that comment she has posted in our subreddit or he, but um, yeah, so I thought that was pretty cool. That's awesome. Um, speaking of voices of our listeners, we've had listeners sending in their Santa stories and it's not too late. So if you're listening, send us that fateful Christmas story when you learned more than you wanted to about Santa Claus. Email it to stories at tisapodcast.com. If you send in the audio version, you get entered twice into a contest to win a copy of the Polar Express book, possibly signed by us if you want it to be. (laughs) And uh, if you just send in typed up uh you'll be entered once so please do we'd like to hear all of your stories about that fateful christmas so i me and sarah saw the new jurassic park movie over the weekend yeah and they played yeah. the they played the grinch trailer the new grinch trailer before the film and uh, i was demographic choice yeah i was very surprised by the reaction in the theater because it was not a lot of like kids in the theater but like the audience was loving it and I was just sitting there like not laughing at all. And I leaned over to Sarah and I was like, that was unexpected. <laughs> My mom called me to tell me how much she loved it. And I was like, yep, not a fan. The trailer, not the movie. Yeah. I, f- I feel like it will probably make a lot of money since it's a well-known property coming out around Christmas. 
Yeah, so. yeah, I'm sure. Plus all those films with that studio make a lot of money. So Money does not equate to quality. No, but it does equate to we're going to roll out sequels. That <laughs> <It> was great. <laughs> <laughs> They'll roll out the... What's that Grinch one where he steals Halloween or he's out on Halloween? There is a Halloween sequel to the Christmas one. Tis Abomination. Yeah, it's horrible, <laughs> but there is one. And, and there's, is that the one where he meets the cat in the hat too? I don't know. Anyway, speaking of different characters under the same brand meeting up, this week we're covering 1987's made-for-TV movie, A Muppet Family Christmas. So, Julia, would you like to give us the plot synopsis? Fozzie Bear and his Muppet pals travel home to his mother's house for the holidays in an attempt to surprise her so she doesn't have to spend Christmas alone. Unbeknownst to them, Emily Bear already has plans to spend the holiday in Malibu and has rented the house to Doc and Sprocket, who just want to spend a quiet Christmas alone. While everyone's forced to adapt to this change of plans and the arrival of even more guests in the form of the Sesame Street gang, Kermit stresses about Miss Piggy making it to the house safely after a snowstorm rolls into town. Yeah, so before we get into our histories of this film, let's just go through the credits real quick. So it's directed by Peter Harris and Eric Till, and they've done, um, they did episodes of Fraggle Rock, uh, The Christmas Toy, which is another Muppety type Christmas special, uh, Luther, Shouldn't Happen to Yvette, and a bunch of TV stuff. And it was written by Jerry Joel, who did almost every Muppet movie. And the cast, it's the usual people you would find in a Muppet movie. Jim Henson, Frank Oz, Jerry Nelson, Richard Hunt, David Goals, Carol Spinney, Steve Whitmore, Catherine Mullen, Karen Prell, and uh, Jerry Parks plays Doc, the one human in the special. Well, besides the cameo at the end. And he was docking all the Fraggle Rocks. He but was. I liked him a lot more with, in his vulgarity-ridden Tourette's character in Boondock Saints. What? <laughs> in Boondock Saints. I forgot he was in that movie. I haven't seen that movie in years. I love that movie. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's awesome. I always liked Doc and Sprocket, though, in Fraggle Rock. You would. I love Sprocket. He's hilarious. I love Sprocket. He's he's just so cute, right? Something. He's funny. They, yeah, he's adorable. And he's they they so seamlessly went right into this role. Like, <laughs> oh, we'll talk about that later. Anyway, but just real quick, we I, we've probably talked about it during the Muppets Christmas Carol. But who was your favorite Muppet? Swedish mm. Chef. That's a given. <laughs> and I love Swedish Chef in this film. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. There's such his, a dark underbelly to the Muppets. Watching his um, little uh, his little heart melt. Oh, so is your Swedish Chef too, Tom? Uh, I really like Swedish Chef, but I was always a fan of Gonzo. Me too. Gonzo was mine as well. You know who I really got annoyed with and couldn't stand? Miss Piggy. Aside from her, she, that, that I don't know anybody who actually likes Miss Piggy. Me either. <laughs> Animal. Oh, I liked Animal. Animal. Animal oh, I never nuts. get tired of Animal. <laughs> Out of curiosity as well, who's your favorite, like, Sesame Street Muppet? Grover. Ooh, good one. Oh, Growing up, mine was always Cookie Monster. Mm, also good. The guy's got some, some legit values for, for life. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I've really grown to like Elmo recently. 
So you could totally tell this movie was before Elmo took off because he was he had no lines and it was only in the background of like two scenes. Oh yeah. Uh, the only I time I saw him was when he was in the sled. Yeah, that's all yeah. I saw too. With that disgusting sick <laughs> uh, attempt to bring uh, of a. Uh, Twas the night before Christmas. Before Christmas. Oh, that was awful. <laughs> Mine growing up was the Count, but oh, the Count's great. As an adult, I love Grover and Cookie Monster. I really liked the Count as a kid too. Um, yeah, I liked numbers, but I also had a I had a real obsession with vampires. I think I was a vampire for like six years for Halloween. Oh, wow, that's awesome! I, I vampires are cool. Who's your least favorite Sesame Street character? Oh, I'll step out there, Big Bird. I cannot stand <gasps> really? Big Bird. I don't like Big Bird. He's Big so Bird's... annoying. He's a oh. lot more annoying now than he used to be. I'll give him credit for that. Like he used to not be near as annoying as he is like now when he's on set. We watch a lot of Sesame Street in this house. <laughs> don't like Big Bird. I'm sure you guys that you've heard, uh, Big Bird was almost supposed to die on the Challenger, right? He was supposed to be on the Challenger. Oh, <gasps> no. So because Wait. there's a... The Challenger space shuttle explosion. The guy that does Big Bird or Big Bird? <laughs> B- both. Because well, because remember the teacher was on that? So they also wanted Big Bird, the Muppet and the guy playing him to be on it too to teach kids about space. But they couldn't find a way to fit the bird into it. So this Big is Bird. This entirely new information. I have so, never heard this. So this Big Bird and online. Carol Spinney. As a result, uh, escaped death. Oh my goodness. Because wow. the puppet wouldn't fit into the shuttle. Yeah. That's crazy, right? Well, I like big birds and I cannot lie. Like, <laughs> I, I just, I mean, that was a tragedy to begin with, but could you imagine Big Bird dying on national television like that during the day? Oh my gosh. No. Yeah, that would have been really something. It would have Were been you... a whole generation of astronauts that never happened. Were you watching it when it happened, Julia? No, I don't. If I was, I don't remember. I just seem to remember just the rerun footage. So I don't know. How young were we? What year was that? 87. We were in oh, first yeah, grade. See? So I don't remember anything before fifth grade. Every year I lose a year. I'm about w- to fifth grade now. I wasn't a thought yet. You're so young. I know where <laughs> to rub it in. <laughs> <laughs> you just look for those subtle digs. He really does. <laughs> You're. <laughs> i'm keeping that in but i'm I'm putting the bells over it because that'll be really funny <laughs> yeah but then you know what people are gonna think i said <laughs> oh. I think you um, leave it in oh i wish you could leave it in that was perfect. anyway guys this podcast is off to the best start we've had in a while we are all, everybody's in a good mood we got a good movie this is just a good day I know your histories are pretty short with this film, but just give me your overall thoughts then, not even just your history. So, Julia, why don't you go first? Yeah, so watched it for the first time today, and this was cute. Watched it with Jude, which is my youngest, my 18-month-old, in my lap, and he was digging every second of it. Again, because we're a big Sesame Street family. He was a fan. I love the Muppets. I mean... Almost every iteration of the Muppets I love to varying degrees. So this was a win for me all the way around. What about you, Tom? Um, I watched it on Monday and I watched it with Ellie and she ended up getting really excited and wanting out of like we were, we watched it uh, right after she ate 
And so I was trying to get her to, you know, calm down, let her hang out in her, her <laughs> high chair and draw while we watched it. Uh, but she got real excited and wanted out of the, out of her chair. She got up, she was like dancing around, watching it. She got real, she tried, she did that whole thing for the first time ever, trying to get really close to the TV, you know? Oh. Um, so uh, I think it definitely got two big thumbs up from the Crow House. <laughs> awesome. So I saw this movie for the first time as a kid. I remember watching it with my mother and sister, and I loved it from the beginning. So I have a lot of nostalgia going into this. I hadn't seen it in years, honestly, though, before today, and uh, I still loved it. That's a really travesty. Travesty. <laughs> <laughs> I just verbed a new word. That's a travesty. <laughs> travesty. <laughs> But I still loved it. And I loved that they brought, you know, it wasn't just the Muppets. It was Sesame Street and Fraggle Rock and even the Muppet Babies. So, mm-hmm. yeah. The Muppet, if I, there was a part I had to say I could keep out, it would have been the Muppet Babies. Agree. Mine would have been Fraggle Rock. Well, also fra- agree. All of Fraggle Rock? Because, I mean, that's where Doc came from, right? No, no, no. I thought Doc and Sprocket okay. would have been like the perfect, the, enough for the Fraggle Rock element. I agree. Be- because I felt the Fraggle Rock sequence with Kermit and Robin going to Fraggle Rock was just so out of place and didn't feel like the rest of the film. Yeah, you know, no that was on that one. That was starting, uh, I'll be honest, when the movie started and, you know, they all get here and, and it's very awkward. Um, their their car ride. I loved the music from the get go. I loved them all singing. It was wonderful. But when they brought in the uh, when they brought in Sesame Street and had them come caroling, I had an initial eye roll. I was expecting to be really annoyed. I was expecting it to not because it at first it didn't feel like it was going to go over well. You know what I mean? It didn't feel like it was going to be natural. But they did a good job with it. I got to admit. Yeah. So this uh, is never shown in full anymore on American TV. Why? <laughs> because the Muppets are owned by different people at Sesame Street now, and they're owned by different people from Fraggle Rock. So because of rights issues, it's basically chopped to bits. And the full version, the version we watched on YouTube, I still don't think was the full version. I think they, we, they were still missing two scenes, but it's as close to the full version as possible. That's a bummer. Uh, we missed a scene where Fozzie and Elmo lit the Christmas tree together. And we missed one where Fozzie was telling his mother he's too old to have a stocking hung for him before changing his mind and saying he wants one anyway. That's, lo- that's, a good, that's a really good scene they should have kept. I mean, that's like a good message for kids to hear as they try to get old and think they're too cool for school. Well, newsflash, Walter Cronkite. You aren't. <laughs> Name that reference, anybody? No. No. You think you're too cool for school. Well, newsflash, Walter Cronkite, you aren't. Zoolander? Um, I'm not a Zoolander fan. Me either. Try it as an adult. Maybe I will. That's, that's I know Sarah loves that movie. Well, she would appreciate you watching it with her then, I'm sure. Yep. So with this movie, right from the get-go, like you said, Tom, the opening scene where they're driving through the snow singing We Need a Little Christmas, I was immediately put into the Christmas mood. Mm-hmm. It was perfect. To watch during Leon week. It was. Oh, I actually watched it on Leon Day, which was awesome. I watched it this morning. <laughs> you usually watch mine on Tuesdays. And just the whole premise in general, I found funny. Like, he thinks he's doing some. Fozzie Bear thinks he's doing something really sweet for his mother. He's going to surprise her and make her Christmas. But she, <laughs> he ruins her plan to go to Malibu. <laughs> Malibu. It was very Christmas at the Cranks in a way, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, it was. It was. And she was so sweet, though, to 
not be cranky about it really, you know, and to welcome everybody in. And I love the ongoing gag of finding some place for everybody to yeah. sleep. Now she was such a good mom. I love the we're, ongoing we're gag. Finally, we're finally at the point where she tells Doc that, uh, you know, oh, I'm going to get moved again. She's like, out of the attic, or you're going to have to build some bunks. <laughs> and then he's like, hammer. yeah. <laughs> I also love the ongoing gag with her where she kept referring to Frog as a lizard. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. To Kermit as a lizard. Kermit as a lizard. And that icy spot was great for that physical Muppet humor. I always yeah. used to love watching those Muppets flip up in the air. Yeah. It made them feel more real, right? Like, yeah. you know they're puppets, but then they can flip? What? Yeah. <laughs> Where's the arm attached to that rear end? Okay. I ask that question all the time. <laughs> gag. <laughs> <laughs> so there are a bunch of funny side stories and gags in this, but my favorite was the Swedish chef wanting oh to cook the Christmas turkey who pawned Big Bird off on him. <laughs> I love it. Big Bird's asking all the questions about what they're going to have and getting really excited. He's like feeling him up too. He's like pushing on the like, oh, Bird. So what cracked me up was when he was talking to that turkey and he kept slapping him in the face with celery. (laughs) That was so funny. Oh, gosh. I love the Swedish chef. He always does weird junk like that. Um, He was so discernible this time, I did notice. I don't know if that's a time thing, but he wasn't as indiscernible as he is in some of his other. No, he wasn't. He he's so funny. I love when the turkey was trying to convince him he wasn't the Christmas turkey, and it's like, no, 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 gobbly, gobbly. <laughs> I wonder. If, I wonder how Swedish people feel about that the, the stereotype they created here. <laughs> oh, but how sweet was it though when Big Bird gave him gave him chocolate covered bird seeds? I know you're Swedish. Yeah. Oh, sweet. And Julia hates Big Bird. Yeah, I know. I was about to say, I didn't know we That'd one of the three of us would be rooting that a uh, Swedish chef would actually cook him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's just so annoying. <laughs> but it, that was a sweet, I mean, I won't call it a Linus moment, but that was a sweet turning moment there. It was. If there was a Linus moment, it would, I think, have to be that. Yeah, so, that's what I wrote down, too. But I think if we're going to call that a Linus moment, we're really stretching, guys. Yeah. It's a moment where he realizes, oh, wait, maybe I shouldn't keep shouldn't cook this uh, anthropomorphic bird. <laughs> uh, that Christmas turkey was a real character, though. How about when he was feeling up and hitting on Camilla the chicken right in front of Gonzo? Well, and, uh, I don't remember what he said. I forgot to write that down, but it was something very risque, and I'm like, kids will not get this, but I know he's one a little bounce. It was something about breasts, wasn't it? Something about chicken breasts? I'm pretty sure. Oh, so, I couldn't get past the fact that that was Rizzo's voice, and it was like Rizzo. It was it was it was Rizzo, but as a turkey, and that drove me a little crazy because I know that voice is Rizzo. Yeah, yeah. So that lost a little bit for me. I can see that. I, you know what Muppet I missed, and I guess he wasn't created then. What's the name of the little shrimp guy? Pepe. I Pepe. Pepe. Yeah. yeah, he didn't come around until Muppets in Space. Right, and then he yep. stuck. Which yes. I'm glad because he's because hilarious. Because he said, because yeah. he's nobody. <laughs> the prawn. I also, one of my other favorite things in this movie was the uh, the the teaming up of Fozzie Bear with the snowman. Oh, that the snowman, snowman was so cute. I, I wish he would have stuck. 
But I love when he, I love when a snowman comes in because it's too cold outside. <laughs> right after Fozzie was like, "Come on, Kermit, let's go outside," and Kermit's like, "It's too cold," and Fozzie's like, "No, it's not." And then the snowman comes in. Can I come inside? It's too cold outside. <laughs> but my absolute, fa- my favorite part of this whole whole show, um, aside from Big Bird getting cooked, is uh, when Bert and Ernie meet Doc. Oh, that's my uh, favorite yeah. too. And they start going through all the letters, and uh, Doc's uh, like, "What is this?" He says, "Hey, what is this?" And Bert says, "Where we come from? This is small talk." <laughs> I loved He's that. So wonderfully self-aware. Oh, that was so funny. Oh, and when when uh, oh, the fact that <laughs> that Ernie got Bert to dress up like a woman, his mom and her kerchief. <laughs> And and uh, Grover coming out with the pun with the oh, <laughs> the stirring bowl. Uh, see, I'm not touching the spoon. This I'm not stirring. <laughs> oh my god! I, I loved it. It was so it was legitimately funny. Yeah, I it feel is, like it needs multiple watches to catch everything because it is very quick in true Muppet fashion. It's very quick. As you say, don't you feel that way about every Muppet movie, though? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Thanks. Um, yeah, this will definitely be a, this will be a returned favorite in the Crow household. Oh, yeah. So I thought, it lo- especially the outdoor scenes, looked very Christmassy. The snow and all the woodland creatures. Mm-hmm. And when Miss Piggy arrives in the sleigh, the dog sleigh with the lantern and everything, uh-huh. I thought that lo- looked really pretty. <laughs> Number one. Number two, totally Miss Piggy. Just had a yeah. costume lying around for yeah. Doc. Her clothes were so dated in this. Her hair. hair. Yeah, her whole person. Like none of the other ones are because they always wear the same thing and all that jazz. But aside from like the production quality of the video looking old, Miss Piggy is definitely the most dated member. That's because she's always trying to be cutting edge and this fashionista, right? But yeah. Which musical number was your favorite? Oh, gosh. I mean, in ter- it was it was basically an excuse just to get the Muppets all around singing a bunch of songs. That's exactly. what this movie was. Um, I think my favorite favorite was the very first one, in the yeah. car opener and all of that. I liked when they did Back the Halls. Mm-hmm. Oh, when Sesame Street came out. Yeah, I liked it a whole lot. I loved during that where it was Oscar's turn and he's like, "I will not sing," and they were like, "Fa la 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 la." <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, Oscar and Rizzo sharing his trash can. That was so yeah. Fun. That, I've never had a rat in my trash can before. <laughs> <laughs> I like the fact that he brought his own trash can. <laughs> he brought his trash can with him. He always does. It's hilarious. It is. Um, but something about that, that when they were singing um, Deck the Halls, something just really stuck with me. And I'm like, huh, this is going to be the year of Deck the Halls in my house. This is, this is my song of this year, Christmas season. Nice. Yeah. They pulled out some oldies too. Christmas songs you don't typically stand around and sing or pick up in regular popular movies. I mean, they picked up some of those, you know, kind of older ones, which I really liked in the big singing montage at the end. Yeah. Oh, did they do did Good they Kick Wences Loss? Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 That's the one I really, I also really like that a lot. You know what part I really liked? And they weren't even a big part of this show. But when Statler and Waldorf turn <laughs> up and Fozzie is horrified, they're friends with his mother and they spend every Christmas with her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
You're friends with them? <laughs> Fozzie's not winning it for son of the year in this movie at all. <laughs> no. no. Communication's off. He doesn't know his mom is friends with, with his mortal enemies. <laughs> yeah. Fo- okay, I always found Fozzie so sweet, though. Like, when he comes in, the way he introduces Kermit to his mom, my best friend, my mentor, my inspiration, the man who gave me a job at sh- in show business. I was like, that's really cute. That was sweet. <laughs> oh, and I loved when the Muppets first arrived and Sprocket, like, sniffing them all. Doc's like, don't get too close. It may be from another planet or whatever he says. <laughs> a porn planet. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Anthony, did you tell us what your favorite song was? I like the opening one. It just okay. put me right in the mood instantly. Mm-hmm. What he said? He said that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> um, I loved the the little interchange between Sprocket and Ralph, who I was also very happy to see. I love him. Um, that was sweet. <laughs> It was just really cute. Where they're barking at what one another? Say, oh, is it yeah. uncomfortable when you don't know what each other is saying or something like that? Doc says something. Go back like a few minutes and Ralph first a lot arrives, his conversation with Fonse. Hey, Ralph, you're late. Yeah, I've been chasing the truck all the way and boy, am I exhausted. Oh, I get it. <laughs> truck, exhaust. That's funny. Yeah, it's a dog joke. Oh, go inside <laughs> and tell my mom that. She loves canine humor. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy i liked the bar i like the bar where oscar's like everybody quiet there's a bulletin on tv and that newsman comes on and he goes and now for this news flash the worst blizzard in 50 years is approaching us at a great rate the weather service reports that barometers are falling sharply and a bunch of barometers fall on um, oh, it's so good oh and when um when the muppet babies do come on and Doc uh, says, oh, that was fun. Even weirdos are cute when they're babies. And Gonzo says, I knew you'd learn to love us. And Doc just says, I did not say that. <laughs> How cute, too, was Gonzo at the beginning when they all come into the house. He immediately goes up to Mrs. Fozzie and gives her a kiss on the cheek. Like, I was like, oh, that's so cute. Mm-hmm. I love Gonzo. I was upset we didn't get Gonzo and Grover interacting. I feel like they'd get along. You know what Sesame Street Muppet was missing? And I only know, I, he was never a favorite of mine, but he was Sarah's favorite growing up, Telly Monster. Telly Monster? Yeah, the do you orange remember? one? No, he's like purplish pink. He's kind of dopey. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And Snuffleupagus was missing I was too. about to say, I thought you were going to say Snuffleupagus. Um, <laughs> I don't think there was room on set for Snuffy. No. Oh, well, who was it? The Advent Calendar Podcast? I think yeah. it was them. Let me check real quick because I want to give them credit. They commented on our Twitter account that there are 105 Muppets in that final scene. <gasps> like in the house. Wow, guys. Commitment wow. right there. That is a lot of arms. Let's see, was it them? We got a lot of comments about this movie. I think a lot of people had good feelings about this one growing up. Oh, yeah. For your convenience, we counted 105-ish Muppets in the farmhouse. And that was Advent wow. Calendar House Podcast. Thanks, awesome. friends. I was so happy Jim Henson had a cameo at the end. Oh, I was too. Yeah. And he said, I, what did he say? I like when they're having fun. They look like they're having fun. I like when they're having fun. Yeah. I was like, I, oh, was that's so really sweet. sweet. Yeah. It really was. Oh, 
so doc so fraggle rock in other countries doc was not in did you know that why they would recast they do the lighthouse scenes with different actors from those countries Um. so this was the first this marked doc's first appearance in foreign a lot of foreign countries including the uk where it was a lighthouse keeper who owned sprocket the dog wait 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 interesting isn't he irish doc doc the guy who plays doc I gotta look. I think he's Irish. That makes that even funnier. Sam the Eagle's appearances were pretty funny as well. What? Did he have multiple? He was in there twice. Um, so the first one, he was like, why am I even here, right? Right. And then when they're singing, it cuts to him again, and he says something of a similar nature. Like, why am I here? So funny. Yeah, though. I love that they let Statler and Waldorf sing. Yes. They're the ones that started the Good King Wenceslas, aren't they? They are. Yeah. Yeah. Doc, or as his real name is, Gerard Parks, is from Dublin. Huh. Oh, so that's so funny. They didn't just keep him for the yeah, they British version of the show. Accent in general. Yeah. So British people aren't big fans of the Irish. No, that's true. Mm-hmm. Oh, so do you guys want to know what scenes are cut in the when it airs on TV now and on home video? Yes. Yeah. The snowman and Fozzie singing Sleigh Ride is completely Ooh. gone. Oh, what? Yep. The whole oh. movie featuring the Muppet Babies, completely gone. Okay. Uh, Home from the Holidays when Miss Piggy arrives, gone. And during the medley at the end, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas and I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day, cut. Oh, um, that's sad. Bad choices, except the Muppet Baby part. <laughs> uh, and I th- I, like I said, I don't think these two are even in the version we watched either. It was Fozzie and Elmo lighting the Christmas tree together. Yeah. And Fozzie's conversation about the stocking with his mom. Nope. Golly. So I'm glad I'm there's some. When it's on TV. That's what she said. <laughs> that was pretty perfect. I'm not going to lie. Pretty great. Now that's what she said. <laughs> I'm just going to stop talking. Yeah. So I'm glad there is some kind soul out there who uploaded the nearly complete version on YouTube for our enjoyment. And I'm glad that the. I'm glad the movie industry is not taking it down. And movie industry, if you did not realize there was a copy of it up, just ignore everything you just heard. (laughs) We'll let you come on our show instead. (laughs) We'll let you come on our show. We're begging you to come on our show if you're a movie executive. (laughs) They should be begging us because we just crossed 15,200 downloads this week. (gasps) Amazing. And there was much rejoicing. Yay. Yay. Yep. <laughs> Seriously, this past week we had 375 downloads or something like that, which is crazy for the middle of June. That is amazing. People are really missing them some Christmas. I know. Think about what December is going to be like. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. So I have a question for you guys. Yes. How would your moms react if you just, on a whim without telling her, brought 30 of your closest friends home to spend the holidays when she's not prepared to host any guests or visitors in her house? Oh, my mom would be over the moon, happy and thrilled. It's my dad who would implode. Your dad would? Oh, yes. (laughs) He's the planner. He's OCD and has to have everything in order. And holidays are not his favorite thing because of all the fuss. (laughs) So... She my, would be all about it. She'd be misfortune. If I think about how I would be as a mom in that situation, I'd love it. As a dad, I would too. If my just having my kid come home for Christmas yeah. and bringing friends, heck yeah. Yep. 
Do it. That's always my theory for holidays. The more, the merrier. Mine, too. Yes. My family used to always bring in strays for the holidays. <laughs> I'd be totally fine, especially if uh, one of his friends is a professional chef. So, No joke. Unless it tried to cook another friend. Say not if you try to start cooking my my anthropomorphic friends. <laughs> I draw the line at cooking animals that talk like humans. I I really couldn't stop laughing when when that turkey pawned Big Bird off. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? The other thing is though, why I like Best Way Chef too, besides his voice, which is just hilarious. The fact that he's a Muppet that clearly has real human hands. <laughs> it's so creepy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so creepy. Seeing the hands moving. But you guys are at you guys are gonna watch it again? Oh yeah. Yeah. Gonna have um, to. That makes me so happy. I'm so happy. <laughs> okay, so did we we said if it passes the Linus test, it would be a reach through that big bird and chef scene, right? Agree. Um, yeah, I think it's an it's the first movie we've had that that's got this interest that puts us in this interesting dilemma though, where it doesn't have a Linus moment, but it is undoubtedly, unquestionably, quintessentially Christmas throughout through and yep. through. Yeah, it felt totally Christmas. We have not had another movie that failed the Linus test that was still a Christmas movie. And for our listeners, by the way, who haven't watched this yet, I know we jumped around a lot, but that's because this movie really had no plot. It was an excuse just to bring these characters together and yeah. sing songs. Pretty much. Yep. Which, you know what? I loved it. So, And it works for the Muppets, honestly. It, it, I mean, their show was always that variety show. It wasn't like a right. plotted thing. Yeah. They, right. That's what they're known for. So what do you guys grade this film? I'm going to give it a 9.15. Whoa. Hmm, that's higher than I was expecting you were going to say. I really liked it. What about you, Julia? Uh, I'm going to do 7.96. I'm going to do an 9. I had to give it, I had to give it just, I liked it a little bit, just a little bit more than Pete's Christmas. That made me happy that you just said that, Tom. The, the music in it. I mean, it was just, oh. Anyway, that brings us to an 8.70. Which puts it just between Mrs. Santa Claus and the Muppets Christmas Carol and Home Alone. Wow, that's high up there. So this would become our new number five. Yay. We, ha- we broke into the top five. It just edged out Home Alone. I didn't think that would happen so soon. Me either. You, you know what I didn't think? So I'm looking at our list, and this will be our 31st ranking, like if you count the ties as one number each, you know? Yeah. It is amazing to me that Daddy's Home 2 falls in the top half of these rankings. Like, that is not something I expected when I suggested we do that movie. I just didn't. I'm still surprised that Krampus is so high. That it was of a caliber of a movie to be. Right. It's a good movie. It really is. It was on TV the other night. Oh, really? Did you watch it? Yeah, I did. I recorded it, actually. Awesome. Proud of you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I can't wait for our, our one-year show so we can discuss like everything we've covered so far and just yep. kind of reflect on the past year. That's going to be really fun. Just be fun. A, about a month and a half away. Yeah. So I have a question of the week this week for you guys. 
And this comes courtesy of Vox Havoc on Reddit, who started a thread about it. And they asked, are there any foods that are traditionally considered Christmas foods that you eat outside of the holiday season? For his birthday, his birthday is in early June, and for five years in a row, during his early 20s, he had pumpkin pie instead of birthday cake. Well, happy belated birthday, Vox Havoc. Oh, yeah, happy belated. Yes, I will eat pumpkin pie any time of the year. And I like turkey. Mm. I'll cook a whole turkey. Well, it, I've got one in my freezer, and I'll probably have it in the next couple of weeks. How about you, Julia? There are, there are none, which shocks me. That's shocking. Like That's traditionally sh- holiday foods, I only eat them at holiday time. That's crazy. Are deviled eggs I was a holiday crazy. food for you, or do you eat them at other times? They're holiday, but they span multiple holidays for us, right? Adding Easter to the mix? Yeah, Easter, Thanksgiving, Christmas. I feel like there's another one. Oh, Fourth of July. My grandma makes them. My, Marty's grandmother makes them anytime there's a big crowd together. How about you, Anthony? Now, I'm with Julia. For the most part, they're all around the holidays. Like, I won't eat turkey or ham or anything like it unless it's Easter or Christmas, really. You have turkey Homemade. for Easter? No, I said ham. Okay, okay. I, I, and when I say ham, I mean the properly cooked ham. I mean, right. I'll have Not like deli meat. Right, yeah. Uh, um, I drink Christmas teas year round, the celestial Christmas flavors. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's not a Christmas food, but growing up, I associated sugar cookies with Christmas because that's really when I'd have them, like in the shape of, you know, the Christmas shapes and everything. But, uh, now, when I go into a Starbucks or something and I see they have a warm sugar cookie in the display, I'll uh, get that year-round. So that would be <laughs> it, even though it's not really, you know, holiday. But. Are Christmas and Thanksgiving dinners at your house, at your houses, are those the same? Or, they, is, or is there a demarcation between what you serve at the two? Mine are pretty similar in terms of, like, all the side dishes and stuff. The main difference for us is we have turkey Thanksgiving and then ham Christmas. We have both. I have both. It's awesome. Huh. We had yeah. both both growing up. But uh, now we just do we just do turkey at both. Let me tell you something though. The turkey at Thanksgiving, because that really is like just about the one time of year I'll have the turkey. I that's why I gain like twenty, thirty pounds every Thanksgiving. I go to town on that bird. <laughs> I would be in that kitchen with Swedish chef, like holding that thing down for him to cook. That's hilarious. <laughs> cook that giant bird, chef. <laughs> but uh, thanks for the question, Box Havoc. That was a good one. If you have any questions you want to ask us and other listeners, feel free to reach out to us in email, Reddit, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and we'll answer your questions. It'd be kind of fun if we could start getting question of the week from our listeners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be really fun. Uh, we also have another way to interact with us, and it's with the added bonus of bonus content. Um, we have a Patreon site set up, which means if you would like to donate at least a dollar a month, you can get access to some special goodies we have that's paid only access episodes. We have our total unedited office episode um, up right now, and we also have Hocus Pocus, a special uh, Halloween special. And we've got some cool new stuff coming to it as well that we are excited about. And you should be excited about it too. So check it out. Mm-hmm. Next week, we'll be announcing the winner of our random drawing to see who wins a copy of the Polar Express book. 
And again, you can qualify for that drawing by sending us your Santa story, the story of that fateful Christmas when your childhood died. <laughs> the, the one we all go through and the one parents dread their kids going through. Again, if you send it, if you record something for us, an audio version of your story, you'll be entered twice. If you send something in, we're in. You'll be entered once. But either way, we want to hear from you and hear your stories. And uh, that's going to be a really fun episode. We're going to record that very soon. So keep an eye out for that. So next week, in honor of Christmas in July, we're, gonna, we're kicking off Hallmark Month. Starting with the 2014 film North Pole. So get your, do your homework. Watch North Pole. Tell Anthony how awesome it is. And we'll see you back next week. I, uh, I will say, as hard as I am on Hallmark, I am looking forward to just a few weeks of that mindless Christmas scenery drivel, even if I don't like the movies themselves. I'm looking forward to the atmosphere. And if Hallmark is not your thing, I have something else for y'all to be excited about. There are only 176 days until Christmas. 25 weeks. We are over halfway there. That's so exciting. <laughs> Somewhere along the way, we messed up the countdown, by the way, I think last week, because I was listening to the Polar Express episode, and it was like 184 days. I was like, hmm, that's like a doesn't make sense, but I double-checked this week's on Google, so sorry for the countdown confusion last week, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I just hear the number getting lower, and I get excited, honestly. Yeah. We're all, <laughs> we're all English people, not math people, guys. <laughs> yeah. I was about to say, there's a reason none of us majored in math. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, until next week, guys. Bye. Bye, guys. Just hear those sleigh bells jingling, ring, ching, jingling, Out here it's lovely weather for a bear and a snowman like you. Out here the snow is falling and friends are calling you. Ah, come on, it's lovely weather for a bear and a snowman like you. Hey, that's pretty good harmony for a snowman. Actually, I'm a snowman. What's a snowman? Nothing's a snowman. What's a snow with you? Ah! There's a Christmas party at the home of Fozzie Bear. It'll be a perfect party with my friends all there. We'll be singing the songs we love to sing without a single stop. At the fireplace while we watch the chestnuts pop, 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 pop. But seriously, Fozzie, what do you think of the weather we're having? It's so cold. How cold is it? It's so cold that when I opened my refrigerator this morning, there was a polar bear inside trying to keep warm. (laughs) But it's always cold at Christmas. Ah, Christmas. Time for Santa Claus and his eight prancing reindeer. That's reindeer. No. That's snow, darling! Ah! <laughs> Out here the snow is falling, friends are calling you. Yeah. Come on, it's lovely weather for a Christmas together.